A is for attachment. Hi, I'm Beck from Be Free Emotional Fitness Training, and I support women and girls to become emotionally stronger. And I'm Vern from Move Forward Mentoring, and I specialize in male mentoring, helping boys and men find their passion, speak from their heart, and build better relationships. And together we are Rekindling Relationships. We work with couples through mentoring sessions, as well as facilitating communication and creative workshops to build deeper connections. Welcome to our podcast, designed to help you strengthen and bring more fun into your partnership, as well as create a more loving, healthy and strong connection. Hey everyone, welcome to our first episode of Rekindling Relationships and we're going to talk about attachment. And what we're going to do is we're going to define attachment, we're going to talk about why it's relevant, the different styles and then how we're going to use it. Do you want to define attachment for us, Beck? Yeah, so attachment, it's the bond that we had with our primary caregiver, but why is it relevant now, I guess, is what we're talking about. Defining the attachment. So, you know, the fact that attachment, if we don't know what attachment is, you're like, oh, what are you, like, stuck to something. Attachment is when we're born, we are connected to our caregivers, you know, our mothers and fathers. Mm. We form a bond there depending on how we relate with them, you mm. know, how, how they take care of us or they don't take care of us, whether they're abusive or neglectful or whatever happens, we create an attachment. And then this is relevant for us in the future as couples when we get into relationships because we then tend to repeat whatever that attachment style is with our partner. Yeah, and clearly there's, like you were saying, there's healthy attachment styles and not so healthy attachment styles. And so we're going to have a chat about the four different types of attachment styles. Great. So could you go through them for us, Beck? So, yeah, there's four attachment styles. And the first one is the secure, which is the ideal attachment style. And they trust fairly easily. They're attuned to emotions, both theirs and others, and communicate upsets directly. There's the anxious. They are very sensitive and they struggle communicating their needs directly and they tend to act out when triggered. Then there's the avoidant dismissive and they downplay the importance of relationships. They're usually extremely self-reliant and can become more vulnerable when there is a big crisis. Then there's the avoidant fearful and they're more dependent in relationships than avoidant dismissive. They strongly fear rejection and have low self-esteem, like they're quite highly anxious in relationships. To sort of use this understanding, to use attachment styles to make it beneficial, the first thing is to understand what your pattern is and your partner's. So I know for myself, when I'm feeling insecure, I can be quite avoidant and dismissive. That sort of very masculine idea of, now nah, I've got this, I can take care of myself, I don't need anyone to help me, in a sense maybe withdraw you know, go to my shed or my island. I sit in my island. I'm, I'm okay here as long as I don't have to worry about anyone else's emotions. And it's interesting too because I guess depending when you read those styles, we can probably all relate that we've been in relationship with someone with every one of those styles. <laughs> 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 and you can sometimes bring out those things more in each other. Mm, yeah, definitely. You can actually really challenge each other and trigger something mm. in someone and that might be your recollection of how things were when you were a baby or mm. a kid and how your primary caregivers actually took care of you. 
I was thinking like the avoidant dismissive one, which you were saying you sometimes go into. If you're with someone who's the avoidant fearful, you can exasperate each other's attachment styles because they become needy and then you become more like an island. How can we heal this in each other? Because we're saying that clearly we can change. Yeah, I think we're humans. We we can change. I think we have some. some it's more challenging than others. Def, definitely, it's it can be really challenging. But that's what relationships actually give us the the option to do. Mm. Like they can bring out the worst in us mm. in some ways, but they also can bring out the best in us. I think if we're both in a relationship, saying yeah, we want we really want to make this happen. Mm. We want this to work to be able to go. Okay, so in certain situations, we don't flow. You know, there are things that come up for both of us to be able to recognise them and then actively work towards doing something about it. So in a practical sense, how can we help each other with these attachment styles become more secure? How can we become our ideal attachment style? I thought one way is when you're quite often feeling those vulnerable emotions, the avoidant one, fearful, might become quite needy and insecure when they feel unsafe. But how can you know you help that person become more of a positive attachment style, the more secure one? And I think it's being able to hold space for that person, not take it personally, but to talk it through too. I'm feeling like this particularly that other person's fault, but they might not also be aware that something they do makes that person feel like that. To look at a way that's helped us is that, you know, you're very good at holding space. So the idea of holding space is being able to sit with each other and not get challenged or triggered or get upset or provoked when someone's talking about what's happening to them in the moment Mm. that's really important in that being able to help each other feel secure i think knowing that you know there's so much of this comes from before you even met as a couple then the reality of it is is that so when that person gets upset that could be because of something you've done or it could be because of something from their past and you don't always know the most important thing is, is that you want that person to feel safe. So no matter where it's come from, it's not right or wrong. It's just how it is in that moment. And we want for that person to feel safe. Yeah, so address that trigger together. But if your end goal is to help each other feel safe or that particular person that's being triggered, then it'll always have a good outcome. And I reckon this might be a really good challenge for the listeners is something that we've used and I think works very well, you often say it, is what do you need from me? It's really simple. but It's It's really simple. But it's really, really effective. So, you know, the person that's feeling very insecure and unsafe, to help them to become more of a secure attachment, sometimes it might just be those words, what do you need from me? Instead of being offended or upset that they've got upset or they're feeling insecure, saying those words, what do you need from me, can make all the difference. Because then you get to hear what they actually want. You're not trying to fix their problems. You're not getting upset because you think you've done the wrong thing. You actually know exactly what they need. Being able to take responsibility for your own pattern is important. So know, oh, okay, I, when this happens, I react like this. That's unhealthy for the relationship. So I want to work on this. And I think it's really important when we actually take ownership and responsibility for how we behave and how we react. 
we have the opportunity for growth. We have the opportunity to learn more about ourselves and also to grow. So it's these two people who are supporting each other to emotionally grow together. Mm. And stop repeating because this is the thing, isn't it, with attachment styles is you can repeat the same pattern and it's like this cycle that keeps happening. Mm. You might be okay for a time. Yep. but then keeps It coming keeps coming up in com- different relationships as well. And it, yeah, it will keep repeating itself even in the same relationship for years. And yeah, and some people get away from a relationship because they don't like the way they interact, but then all of a sudden they end up in another relationship, similar things are going on because they haven't actually done anything about that pattern they have and that understanding of their own attachment styles. So you've got to change the pattern and that's that can be tricky. I mean, holding space for each other is definitely important. Being able to listen to each other without getting triggered is very important. Like you said, it's just identifying it, isn't it? And talking it through. When the goal is not about in this discussion, I'm going to win, I want to win, or you want to win, when it's about no, the relationship's going to win. Yeah, instead of I'm going to prove you wrong, I'm right. How can we make this relationship stronger? Mm. And if that's your intention, it always will work really well, won't it? How can we make this stronger? Yeah, what can we do to make us feel more safe and secure together? Mm. What can we do to feel better about our relationship and our place in the world? And the importance of working on this is that you can both both be that secure attachment but not only that is if pass this attachment style on to your kids as an example so then they avoid all these <laughs> relationship <laughs> all the drama. issues down the track <laughs> since we've been together we've done a lot of work on ourselves together we both know that the relationship is so important to us we're not going to just run away from each other occasionally we might need time and i do know for me i will be like okay i actually need some time it tends not to be us though it tends to be because of all the other things happening around whether it's work or kids but you know i'm not running away i'm just going to have some time and i'm going to come back to you and talk about it yeah And sometimes I have to just say that. I have to be really clear. Oh, look, I just need 10 minutes. I need to go for a walk. I need to get away. I need to think about this. Mm. There's a whole lot going on inside me and I'm not in the right headspace to have a conversation now. Mm. So I can walk away and come back. What would happen if I pushed you? Well, then I'd retreat more to feel secure in myself first. But knowing that I want to avoid and I don't want to have the conversation means that now rather than just running away from it, I'll say, okay, let's talk about this. Make sure that there's a time. It's not dismissing it Mm. and saying, oh, that's not important or you're dismissing how you feel. Mm. It's saying, I get how you feel. I understand. I want to be there for you. I also need to be there for me at the moment and taking care of me so that we can do we better. Mm. Yep. So you'd be in a better headspace. And then I think there's like even setting goals together, mm. like setting goals about what you want that relationship. How are you going to work through the issues of attachment styles? So if you want to find out more about attachment and attachment styles, check out Sue Johnson's Hold Me Tight. That's a great book. And also Stan Tatkin's Wired for Love. They're both really great books to help you understand your own attachment style and your partner's and how you can actually work better together. So today we talked about attachment styles and how these can affect our relationship. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and please check out our next episode, B is for Blogs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.